Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney grooms Phil and Steve Jones Harrison about their wedding at Seabreeze Point that was moved to the attic at Boardwalk Inn. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they chose these locations and how they planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Phil and Steve. Hi. Hi, thank you so much. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided to have your wedding at Disney. So um, this is Steve, and I have been a lifelong Disney fanatic. I think a lot of times at a Disney wedding, you'll find that at least one of the the spouses is maybe a Disney lifer. And so that was me and had always thought having a Disney wedding would be great. And Phil mm-hmm. had always wanted to do a destination wedding. Yeah, something where we could just go. It was easy, turnkey, take our families with us. It could be like a family vacation. And so we thought that this was sort of the perfect match for both of our needs. And the idea of doing something that the families would really love made a lot of sense, too. So it turned into really a, a sort of celebration for an entire week with both of our families. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So I take it that your friends and family reacted well when they found out where the wedding was going to be. They did. They loved it. <laughs> they did. They. We had a very small wedding list, partially because of COVID and partially just, you know, to save money. And so the folks from our immediate families that were invited were thrilled that we were doing it there. And the mm-hmm. people that we were unable to bring with us were very sad because everyone wants to go to Disney World. <laughs> How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited 24 guests and everyone was able to attend. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. We kept it small for COVID, but it ended up being intimate and and really beautiful. That's so great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did. We ended up setting up two in a way they give you different options for hotels that you can select and we knew we wanted a a deluxe hotel and phil's family the jones family wanted to stay at the wilderness lodge and then my family the harrisons were interested in the disney vacation club suites and so disney weddings was able to get us a room block at the riviera resort so we had rooms at riviera and rooms at wilderness lodge Oh, that's a great combo. Now, how did you decide on the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We ended up choosing a Friday evening at five o'clock. We knew based on the menus and sort of the setup of the wedding options, we wanted an evening wedding. And so we thought evening made sense. And then we ended up picking Friday based on the availability of our guests. Honestly, we were looking going from a Tuesday to a Tuesday. And so my family came at the first half, Phil's family came on the second half of the trip. And so 
the Friday was the midpoint of the trip. And so both families were there and it just sort of worked out to be the, the middle of the entire celebration. That's interesting. Was that by design so that you could spend a concentrated amount with each family or did it just work out that way? It was by design we did that. So we wanted to make sure we could spend individual time with each family instead of, you know, trying to be pulled in different directions. And then even a group of 26 total people is kind of too large to go anywhere together. So this way it worked out very nice because we could have that individual time with everyone that came. That's a really good idea. Yeah, that worked out really well. And, you know, everybody has their favorite rides and I think everyone sort of has their style of doing Disney. And so yes. my family is very fast paced. We're the rope drop type. And, Phil's... and then mine was like, well, we'll get there, you know, maybe around 10. Then we'll have lunch. <laughs> then we'll take a break. <laughs> so it's very different styles of trips. That's such a great idea. Yeah. So we got both styles that way. So we did the the sort of fast-paced Disney leading up to the wedding, and then the relaxed Disney after the wedding. That's so great. I love this idea, and that it didn't aggravate either of the two different types of tourers. The people who were laid back weren't like, oh, these other people want to get up so early. It like worked perfectly for everybody. Yes, you're completely correct. It was great. <laughs> now, how did you choose Seabreeze Point for your ceremony and the attic for your reception? So we went to Disney World in January of 2021. We ended up getting married in October. But when we went in January, we were tossing around this idea of the Disney wedding. And so we looked at various venues that would hold a small group of people and thought about Grand Floridian and thought about Boardwalk, just sort of because we love the ambiance of both places. And the Grand Floridian ones just didn't feel quite right for what we were looking for. And we loved the nautical theme of Seabreeze Point and Boardwalk. And so we thought that was the perfect outdoor location. And the attic is really close by. It's in walking distance and it is already decorated. So that was a way to save a little bit of money. And it was beautiful and kind of intimate, especially with only having 26 people. We didn't want to be in a ballroom that would feel cavernous and make them feel like it was empty. We wanted it to feel sort of more like like a homey mm -hmm. feel. There are couches and things like that. So it just made it much more relaxed. That's wonderful. Now, you mentioned that you got rained out on the day of the ceremony. How did that work with switching to the attic for your ceremony and your reception? So the, the reception was scheduled to be in the attic, in the indoor portion of the attic and on the balcony. And about one o'clock that day, the wedding planner called us and said that rain was in the forecast and that they were going to switch us to the boardwalk rain location, which is actually the space, or at least for this size party, is the space under the deck. It's kind of under the lobby. Yeah. The boardwalk. And so there's like a deck and a staircase right out of the lobby, and it's underneath that area. But it's kind of, so we walked by it, and it's kind of um, dark, closed in. Not very ideal. It's sort of a brick walkway, if you will. And we thought that wasn't quite what we wanted. And because it's Disney, you only have to sort of say something once. And they said, that's not a problem. And we mentioned that we love the view from the balcony at the attic and just asked, could it be done so that the balcony of the attic becomes the ceremony location and then turn it back into the reception. 
And within two hours, they had switched everything. They actually took the floral arch that was supposed to go on the Seabreeze Point archway and converted it into sort of a kind of a covering for the balcony where it was just draped along. You would have thought that it always was meant to look like that. I mean, it was all done almost spur of the moment. And then within 20 minutes of the ceremony ending, they had turned it back into a reception venue and you would have never known. So they sort of took our last minute request and ran with it. It it was more than we could have hoped for. And we actually did get to take pictures at Seabreeze Point because when we were there prior to the wedding, it hadn't started raining yet. Yeah. The rain itself actually didn't start until the ceremony was almost over. So in all the pictures and ceremony itself, it was still outdoors, just covered. And it was kind of overcast, which was good for the photos, but it wasn't until after that it ended up downpouring. So had we been at Seabreeze Point, everyone would have been stranded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was that typical Florida rain that you don't do not want to be outside in. Interesting. Okay. And for my listeners who want to see what the rain backup location looks like, it's called Harbor Club Breezeway, and I have photos on fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Now, for you guys, when you had the 20 minutes between the ceremony and the reception, where did everybody go while they were changing the room back? So they took photos with all of the family and everything, and then they put the cocktail hour inside. So essentially where the the reception was scheduled to be became the cocktail hour location since it was raining. And so essentially everybody went inside, they shut the doors, turned the ceremony location back into the extension of the reception and then opened the doors back. That's wonderful. And it's such a great location that I I would love any chance to spend as much time there as possible. So (laughs) absolutely. You know, the, the view from the balcony of the attic is just stunning. You can see Seabreeze Point and the beach club and the yacht club and the Epcot ball. And it was almost distracting during the ceremony because you would sort of look to your left a little bit and just be in awe of what an incredible view that is. Now, did you guys use any outside vendors for your event? Actually, we did not. We used everything through Disney. How did you choose your officiant? That's a great question. We were sort of torn on what to do So we're from Virginia, and so everybody was coming in, you know, from another state. And so we didn't necessarily want to bring in an officiant that we didn't know. And so we asked my cousin Amy if she would want to be the officiant. She's a school teacher, and so she has that voice that projects, and she, I think, sort of knows how to speak to a a crowd. And so she got ordained online. It was very easy. Disney... I think gave us some links for how to do that and for how to apply for the marriage license and all of those things. And she performed the ceremony. We wrote the the ceremony with her and it was really as easy as that. And so we turned one of the wedding guests into the officiant. That's a great idea. Did you guys add any entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? We had a guitarist at the ceremony and during the cocktail hour playing Disney music and we did a Disney loves jazz or yeah, like a playlist. A playlist, Yeah. And yeah, we basically told them there's, there's a, a CD called, I think jazz loves Disney or Disney loves jazz that we told them we liked. And then they used, I think the versions that they have of that. And it was wonderful. I, I would recommend it if you're not looking to bring in 
live entertainment throughout the entire thing because mm-hmm. it was a nice mix. Yeah, and it was nice to have the guitarist and kind of more intimate, personal, since there were just 26 of us. If there was like a band, I think it would probably be too loud. Right, especially in a small space like the attic. Yeah. Now, do you guys have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend from your wedding or any other events? Well, yes. all the food was delicious. They did an extremely well job yeah. um, at that. Yeah, nothing we had was bad. And I think you know, the, the highlight is obviously the wedding and the, the magic of the wedding. But if there was another highlight, it was the food. Mm-hmm. The So we had really good salmon. We had short ribs, crab cakes, all sorts of sides. Yeah, we did a, a chicken and waffle skewer during the cocktail reception that was very, very popular. The kids especially really liked that. The dessert party, though, that we had at Epcot the night before, we sort of turned the dessert party into the rehearsal dinner, was filled with amazing food. People loved that, and they still talk about it months later. We picked the, it's called the Donald's Screen Show menu, and so it's inspired by Hollywood Studios. There is an Epcot one, but we had a lot of kids in the party, and the desserts are sort of I would say like maybe of a more refined taste and we wanted the traditional Mickey Rice Krispie treats and things like that. There's a space junk bread pudding, which was a huge hit. People went back for seconds and thirds. Mm -hmm. The writer's carrot cake cookies were amazing. People that don't like carrot cake said that they loved Mm -hmm. these. Or even like Star Wars themed, they had blue milk panna cotta. We had dark chocolate peanut butter cupcakes. We added a tiramisu and then also cake pops just for people that kind of wanted something more plain. They could have a cake pop. We did like the funfetti rainbow theme with those. But really all the food was very good. And the cake at the wedding was the best. Incredible. So we had three layer cake. Two layers were themed based off of Dole Whip. uh, Dole Whip. So it's the pineapple cake. And then um, the passion fruit fruit icing. Yeah. And the other layer was based off of the gray stuff from Beauty and the Beast. And so it's the cookies and cream and the marble cake. And so Phil originally picked out the Dole Whip flavor and I picked out the gray stuff. And then we ended up liking each other's pick better. (laughs) They were both delicious. I thought that the Dole Whip flavor was incredible. It was so good, and it's very unique. And very, like, fresh. Mm -hmm. We had a few folks that weren't huge fans of that because I think maybe they were looking for the more traditional cake, and it definitely has a sort of sweet fruit flavor. But for those people, the gray stuff cake was one of the best cakes I think anyone had ever tasted. So definitely lean in to the Disney World theming and go with the gray stuff and Mm -hmm. the Dole Whip flavor if those sound good. Yeah. And then a month before the wedding, we also went down to Disney for a food tasting. And so it was one of their first ones doing it as a large group. I think there were about 100 of us there in a ballroom at the Grand Floridian. And while we were there, we also were able to sample different cakes. So we had like five different cakes and six different icing so like 30 different combinations of possibilities that was so fun to get to try that many different 
pieces of cake. And because of COVID, they gave it to us in a box and we took it to the hotel room. And so we just had a little cake feast. But then the the tasting, they did a sampling of the greatest hits of the sort of Disney wedding menus. And you got to meet with a chef that was going to work on your particular wedding. And so that whole thing was fantastic. And we didn't end up changing anything from our original menu, though, because the wedding planners had really kind of led us in the right direction and given us good advice. And so we agreed with all of their choices. Oh, that's great. Okay. Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about your rehearsal dinner slash welcome party that you did in Epcot? Absolutely. So the Harmonious show was brand new to Epcot during the time that we got married. And we really wanted to do something like that. And we had some family members, my aunt and my mom and dad, that actually wanted to pay for that whole event and really just kind of have it be a a Disney celebration and a welcome to all the families. And so we picked the Germany promenade as the location for the dessert party. And it holds, there's, there's a Germany promenade A, B, C, and D, and we reserved A and B. And the view from there is perfect. It's unobstructed. I would say if there's a, another time when we go again soon, we will probably try to go over there and stand there to watch Harmonious because it's a great vantage point. But the day of, it looked like it was going to rain. And so they called us and said that they were going to move us into the pavilion in the china showcase instead and i think as often is the case you know you worry about that that it's not the original vision that you had in mind but it was much better than the original idea mm-hmm. because we got the entire pavilion air conditioning air conditioning pavilion. was a big bonus so oh, really all our big food bonus. and everything was inside and then afterwards, we went back outside to the Germany promenade yeah. to actually view the fireworks. And no rain ever came. So Yeah. And if you have stood around the, the lake at Epcot sort of waiting for a fireworks show, there are those really large fires that are going, sort of <laughs> lanterns. They're very hot if you're standing right under them. And the Germany promenade A and B are directly under one. So we had many people saying how lucky we were that it almost rained and we went into an air-conditioned building as opposed to standing there for the whole dessert party. And there were tables and chairs and everything in the China Pavilion. So it was a classically Epcot feel to get to go from China over to Germany and watch Harmonious. So we loved the dessert party. would highly recommend that people do that. Mm-hmm. And it was great as a welcome party also. Since half the family was coming at the latter part of the trip, Thursday night was when everyone got together for the first time. Oh, that's a great idea. Did you guys add a ride mix into the dessert party? You know, we didn't. And that is something I think we wish we had done, but we weren't sure with the timing if it was going to work out. Ah, right. Yeah, sometimes that's tricky. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day fit together? Sure. So I think one of the great things about Disney that everybody knows is that they do not miss a trick. No details are left unchecked. And I I remember that when we talked to the planner one of the first times and asked about a rehearsal, she said jokingly, we 
don't need to have a rehearsal because we do not mess up. It's Disney. And that feeling carried all the way through. So the morning of our wedding, we went to Animal Kingdom and had a great time, stayed there until about one Mm o'clock and then got on the bus to go back to our hotel. We were at Riviera. And during the bus ride back, we got the call from the wedding planner about the rain delay. And so then they kind of went to work in switching it to the attic. And and then we showed up around 3.45 to start doing pictures. So it was us and then our parents. So we did pictures with them. And then we went all the way around the boardwalk, just Steve and I, getting those personal photos. And on the boardwalk, there's just tons of opportunities, all the different backgrounds. We went on the bicycles photo boots, yeah, kind of all of our different backgrounds and settings. There's the ice cream store on the boardwalk, and we were seated next to the ice cream store, and somebody ran out with a Mickey ice cream sundae for us to use in a photo, and so they put two straws in there and sort of had a Lady in the Tramp moment of sharing <laughs> an ice cream sundae. Mm-hmm. The guy told me to stop drinking it so we could keep doing photos because it yes. was delicious. <laughs> Like, it's just a prop, just a prop. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's free ice cream. <laughs> exactly. And you don't get that too often. We really, so we didn't get there until 3, 3.45 and the wedding started at 5. And the, the hotel lobby was the location where everyone was supposed to meet of the boardwalk. So our guests arrived around 4.30. And then and they were kind of just transported to the attic, which if you've never been... Oddly, you have to go all the way through the Boardwalk Hotel, past rooms and suites, and the attic is all the way at the edge. And that's the only way to get there. It's very odd. It's at the end of just a corridor of hotel rooms. And one of the people that was guiding us said, you'll walk until you're convinced that you have gone the wrong way, and then you'll find it. And that was absolutely true because it's just at the very end of a a long corridor of hotel rooms and there is this beautiful little hidden spot. And so you had that the ceremony began at five o'clock and then after the photos and everything after the ceremony, the cocktail hour started at six, the reception started around seven and then everything concluded at 9.30. So you were done at 9.30. I guess that means you weren't able to see fireworks from the balcony at the attic? You know, they said that we could stay and watch them if we wanted to, but because we had seen them the night before and we were exhausted, we decided to go back to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? Well, one was definitely the food for me. Definitely wanted very good food, you know, stuff that people would talk about for years. Oh, you know, that one thing was so good or the salmon or the beef whatever we had yeah we had <laughs> which now ribs. looking back it's like what did we have yeah <laughs> it goes so quickly <laughs> yeah, we had short ribs and salmon and chicken I mean we had a little bit of everything just because it all sounded so good so we definitely spent a lot of money mm-hmm. on the food and then the cake was another important aspect just because we wanted something a little over the top so we did end up getting a cake that could serve I think 50 or 70 people, even though there were only 26 of us, but we wanted something that looked nicer than a sheet cake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think, you know, when you see Disney weddings on TV or on Instagram, 
you think of sort of the iconic cakes that they can make. And so we wanted to have one of those. I think that's where we maybe splurged more than we would have if we were having the wedding at home. But it was such a beautiful cake. That little castle that sits on the top of a cake is so iconic. And the way that they dressed the cake and put the sort of silver Mickeys and our wedding color was blue. And so they outlined the cake in blue. Uh, it just was so beautiful and worth every penny because it was so memorable and and delicious and so delicious good. yes and the the little castle we were bound and determined to get that home and so we were able to stick that in a box wrap it in paper towels and carry it onto an airplane and take it home and it made it and yes. it's in the and freezer it's white, it's so. white. yeah the cake the cake topper castle is white chocolate Yep, and they, they did give us the top layer of the cake to take home, but we ate that with the family on the remaining days of the trip, so that didn't make it home. <laughs> That's my top recommendation is to have it for breakfast on your honeymoon. <laughs> yes, that we did, and it was absolutely delicious. And I would say the third part of sort of where we were focusing a lot of our, our time and money and attention was the guest experience, if you will. We really wanted the dessert party as an opportunity for people to have fun and have like a Disney moment of fireworks and those types of things. We wanted the attic venue because it felt custom and and Mm -hmm. intimate. It didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like an empty ballroom that we had to fill up. It just was very kind of homey. We could all kind of be relaxed a little bit without being so kind of buttoned up. Yeah. And it just allowed, I think everybody to sort of, feel at home. I think there were eight kids and they had 38 Shirley Temples between oh, them yeah. from our bar. It was so funny. So, when we got the bar bill, it was like, who, like, who is getting all these Shirley Temples? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they probably didn't sleep much that night from all the sugar, but it was just, it was something that allowed everybody to just sort of let loose and feel like it was our space. And so we, we wanted that. We themed the tables around rides from Magic Kingdom and so our head table was Peter Pan's flight. We thought that made sense because it's so hard to get on that ride. So um, we figured, you know, that's the the ride that is very special. And then used the Carousel of Progress and Small World and Jungle Cruise and Haunted Mansion. The Tiki Room. One of our guests is obsessed with the Tiki Room. So we were able to get him at the Tiki Room table. <laughs> and he, he just loved it. And so, and then both of our parents loved the Carousel of Progress. And so it just sort of, it brought those moments into the wedding. Mm-hmm. A very cool kind of addition to that is that all the place cards were made of chocolate. So either milk chocolate or dark chocolate, but it had their name on it and then which table they sat at. So it was kind of the place card and then also that favor to take home. That's great. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Well, one way that we saved money was definitely with the guest count. So by being able to just do the immediate family, we were able to save a lot of money. When we were looking at doing a wedding locally, we probably would have been at probably 250 people at least. So we really cut numbers and so we did pay more per person we to come and have it at Disney. But I think mm-hmm. it worked out overall just because we were able to have that great experience with them. 
Yeah, it really was sort of a desire to do it at Disney World and have it be affordable and then also safe with all of the the COVID protocols and everything. And so it just felt like shrinking the size of the wedding to be able to do it at Disney was worth it. And so, yeah, that was a a huge cost savings just because bringing 250 people down there would have skyrocketed the cost. Another thing that we saved money on was the centerpieces. So the centerpieces, there were framed photographs of all of the rides based on that the tables were themed after. And And then we had like a candle votive and then a small flower arrangement. Mm -hmm. I would say that if we have a regret, we maybe wish we had plussed that up a little bit because it was a little bit lacking. And I think we did that just because... I think that's one way we were trying to save some money um, that we didn't think was as important until kind of we were there and looking around. It was like, hmm, well, we could have done a little bit more there. (laughs) Yeah. And then we did save some money with the photography in that we didn't do a park session. And that's another thing that I would say if your budget allows, I would do it. Because after getting the photos back and we loved the photos and everything, we talked about how we wish we had done it in the parks because how cool are those like iconic photos when it's just you, you know, in some of those spots. And so the boardwalk is a great place to do photos because it really lends itself well to cool backgrounds. But I think if you can do it, we would recommend doing a park shoot. Well, fortunately, because you've had a Disney wedding, you can go back at any time and add that park shoot. So maybe for an anniversary. That's true. That's a good idea. So what ended up being each of your favorite memories of the wedding day? For me, I think just the overall experience, having just like the close family there was so special. And even the fact that it was so just turnkey, we just had to show up. Oh, yeah. They did everything. I agree. I mean, it w- the whole thing was so special, you know, obviously marrying your best friend and all of those things. It was so magical. And the whole thing was a highlight and also a blur. One thing that sticks out in my mind, though, was because we had to switch the ceremony location and everything, we ended up having to sort of walk out, you know, down the aisle and walk by the cake. So my first viewing of the cake was when my mom was walking me down the aisle and we both were just, you know, sort of emotional and all those things that you do during a wedding. But then when we saw the cake, we were just like um, starstruck or in awe of how cool this cake was. (laughs) It was such a, a fun moment that we got to see the cake as we're walking down the aisle. I, I just thought that was so neat. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I think with, you know, a lot of things, the rain delays on both the dessert party and the ceremony. At the time, it felt like both of those things were going wrong because you just, you know, hope it won't rain and all of those things. But the dessert party worked out much better because of the quote unquote rain delay and it didn't rain. So we still got to see the fireworks and everything, but we just had a nice venue and the rain change to the attic worked out completely fine. I mean, we we loved it. I think the Seabreeze Point location would have been really cool, but it worked out really well to do it at the attic. And, you know, the funny thing is in the seven days we were there, it only rained once for about 15 minutes. And that was at the end of 
the allotted time of our wedding and it poured. So it was bad luck, but at the same time, it was kind of funny because it just is what it is. And, you know, they say it's good luck when it rains. So nothing went wrong on Disney's end, Mm -hmm. just nature intervened a few times. And then we had a really amazing day of um, assistant that we actually met while we were at the food tasting event. Her name was Ricky Marie, and she was just amazing. And when she found out when our wedding was, she requested to actually be our assistant for the two days. And she was just amazing. Yeah, it was just the nicest thing, uh, the little tasting that they do, you know, a month or two before your wedding. They let you tour the wedding pavilion, even if you're not getting married there. And she was there and just we started talking and she said, I would love to work your wedding. And then the day of she showed up and she said, do you remember me? And And we were both like, yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it was like having a best friend kind of by your side and advocating for you and planning everything you really could almost turn your mind off and they fixed everything for you i mean before you have to ask as we were taking photos and stuff she would show up with a bottle of water and Mm -hmm. moved things around and you name it she brought it to us and so it was just such a nice experience it really we became friends with her so quickly because she was just wonderful that's fantastic Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? You know, I don't think so. I I think that one of the things was there's a little bit of unknown because you don't talk to the Disney planners very much. And we did have a little bit of heartburn about that leading up to it because I think we had... Yeah, I think we spoke... We started talking with them in probably December... 2020 and then we ended up speaking with probably like three or four different people that just seemed like people kept rotating on us and so we never really had like a main contact and then probably a little bit further on we had someone for a few months probably until like maybe june or so and then she ended up leaving and so we got another new planner and then i think we only spoke with our final wedding planner I want to say three times. I don't even think it was three. It was maybe two times. It was kind of like when we met her and then like a month ahead of time, just to go over all the final details. Yeah, I I think that was something that we worried about just because we had obviously never gone through this experience and didn't know. I mean, I don't think they were worried because they do it every day, you know, 30 times a day. And it's just another event. But for us, it just felt a little like in the dark sometimes. We only talked to them about our wedding, like in detail, I think twice before arriving in Orlando. But like the original person that we spoke to said, they don't need a rehearsal because they don't mess up. We basically made a Pinterest board of things we liked, and then they brought that to life. So nothing went wrong. Everything was perfect. We were worried mostly because people who have not had a Disney wedding kept saying, why don't you know more about the details <laughs> of these things? And, you know, are, aren't you involved in the planning? And we were like, I'm, we're like, we're, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like not really. And so we told them what we like and they said that they would do it and they did. And so I think that's one of the cool things about Disney. And so I would recommend that if people have that concern, just let, let it go. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think just a few things that we touched on, like I wish some of our centerpieces, we kind of bumped up in the floral department, adding in some more of the photography, such as doing the park photo shoots. I think it would have just been a few things like that. Nothing major, though. No, just a a few odds and ends where we were maybe penny pinching a little bit. And then once you actually kind of have the whole picture, you wish you had added in those little details. I mean, it was still wonderful. But yeah, I think I would say you only get married once. Mm -hmm. And so... In the scheme of things, what's, you know, a little bit more money. Right. If you want extra flowers and in the centerpiece, you should do it. Right. Yeah. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? One thing I would say is if you have a chance, go down to Disney World before you really start engaging too much with the wedding team and look at the venues in person. Because Mm -hmm. I think had we not gone down there prior, we would have picked Grand Floridian. But when we went down there, it, it didn't appear to us in the vision we had in the photos online Mm -hmm. and so that's I don't think we would have expected to pick Boardwalk and the Attic and Seabreeze Point until we actually were physically there and so I think seeing stuff with your own two eyes is very valuable yes some of the pictures can be a little deceiving of how large or small certain venues are so it is it's a good idea to kind of see it in person That's great advice. Well, Phil and Steve, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks so much for letting us do this. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>